Hello to all our fans out there. My name is Gabriel, and with me is Stefano. Hello, hello. And so today, I know we've not really been uh, posting a whole bunch of episodes in between the last one and this one, but uh, we were both super busy with uh, the end of the school year and everything, so hopefully we can get back to a decent uh, recording schedule. <laughs> yes, right. yes. And um, so we have a whole ton of stuff to talk about today. And I think we'll sort of go backwards from uh, most recent to some of the like bigger stuff that's happened around the league as well. Um, not to say that the most recent stuff isn't big, but uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm so I'm going to hand it off to Stefano now to uh, um, yeah, sort so of I... start the discussion about uh, Connor McDavid reaching 100. Yeah, last night against the Canucks. I mean, it was. Like I was just watching the game and it was, it's crazy to see it happen. Cause you, you go in and you're like, yeah, you know, it's McDavid. He could do it because it's Connor McDavid. Like no one else in the league's going to get four points when he needs to like that. But uh, it was just like, you saw it with the first goal, like a minute in. And then from there you could kind of tell like, okay, tonight might be his night, like a minute into the game. And it's just such an amazing feat. Like, what it hasn't been done in 25 years since, like, Yager and Lemieux, right? Yeah. And yeah. just just crazy to, to see that happen. And it makes me excited for the future. Yeah, I'm super excited to see what, like, what else Connor McDavid and sort of that whole, yeah. like, influx of new talent that we've seen in the past couple of years uh, can do as they sort of get further and further and further along in their careers. Yeah, for uh, sure. I wonder, sort of uh, discussing Jagger, I wonder if there's going to be uh, anyone else that decides to stay in the NHL as long as him. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that would yeah, be funny. It'd be fun to see Marlowe just go for it. But, uh, oh, yeah, there was a Marlowe thing as well that we didn't really talk yeah, about. <laughs> yeah, Marlowe yeah. hitting that, that milestone for most games played. Another yeah. just like, you, you just kind of flew under the radar, at least. For me as a hockey fan, he flew under the radar in yeah. terms of that, that. I think I think it would have been a lot more publicized, a lot sort of uh, better uh, recorded anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, if like if COVID wasn't a thing and if he was actually playing yeah. at like at home in San Jose. Yeah, and have all the fans there. It would, yeah. Like, not because they have fans, but just like a whole, a whole yeah. lot more. Yeah. Also the fact that... Uh, one of the uh, one of the things on one of the commemorative gloves that he was given was misspelled. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. tough, and they used the wrong Leafs logo and everything. Like it was yeah. just, it it definitely seemed like it could have been done better. But yeah, I think still, it was rushed, honestly. Yeah, 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 that's what it seemed to be. It seemed rushed for sure. Yeah, but uh, we've gone a little bit off track, so back to McDavid, just quickly, yeah. just because uh, there's a whole lot more to unpack with that. I think. Yeah. No, it's just like. I mean, it, I saw the numbers from like his last ten games, and I I don't think there's a game where he put put up less than two points, or oh, there was one where he put up zero. But like over the past ten games, it was like three, two, four, three, two, like zero, three, 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 like all the way through. Yeah, it was averaging yeah. like two points per game. I think he really wanted to hit this feat. Yeah. And, you know, BX was talking about how like guys when they're when they're kind of like close to a milestone like that, they're gonna give them the puck. Yeah, I'm just gonna send them the puck and let them try and do their do their work, their magic to hit that milestone. 
Yeah, I feel like that's what, uh, like, that's kind of what the Leafs were doing with Matthews as well to get him to hit 40. But uh, um, with McDavid, like, I think everyone was expecting this to happen, but I don't think anyone was expecting it to happen this season. Yeah, no, like, I mean, it, once you see this, you're like, can he actually ever, I mean, I don't know, it's, it's a thought in the long term, but can he ever put up 160? Could he ever do two points per game? Yeah. Could he ever like get? I think 150 is very realistic now. Like yeah, just seeing I think, him produce those numbers. Yeah, I think 150 is realistic for McDavid. Yeah. Um, yeah, not for anyone else. Yeah, I, mean, I think Edmonton did a great job with actually surrounding McDavid with uh, much better wingers than they have in the yeah. past this yeah. season because they brought Puljujarvi back. They brought. Uh, um, I can't remember if Ennis was on the team last year, but. Uh, Ennis, I, I'm pretty uh-huh. sure was uh, yeah. playing like if like I haven't been following the Oilers, but uh, if he yeah. if Ennis played as well as he did when he was in Toronto, he uh, like I think, he would have yeah yeah I think Holland's just done a really good job there yeah in terms of like kind of building a team that can actually win or has a chance of winning consistently and even if it's not necessarily acquiring all these new pieces all the time, it's still like just having the right development, having the right staff, the right group to manage the team going forward. Yeah. I think, um, I think, yeah, they've done a really good job there. And uh, I don't know if that team would be in that position if they hadn't brought on Holland. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you don't think that they would be, especially with kind of the early frustrations in McDavid's career under Chirelli and whatnot. Like, yeah. And the fact that Puyo wouldn't even play for the team under Chirelli. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely yeah. a tough, tough spot. Yeah. Um, so uh, if uh, that's everything for this, I, I'm not yeah. sure if that's everything for this because I haven't really been following McDavid recently, but uh, oh, if you want to move on, we can. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, Tom Wilson action. Yeah, let's talk about Tom Wilson. So, I want to hear your opinion on this because I was listening to the Toogie's Take podcast a couple days ago and uh, they were discussing the incident and Toogie was of the opinion that uh, Wilson should be suspended Mm -hmm. and like absolutely should get a Rafi Torres-esque 40-game suspension. Wow. And... um, uh Deej, who's the other um the other guy on that podcast uh was of the opinion that uh player safety was correct in their assessment because further sort of uh looking at the incident you could see that um strom basically like when he went to grab wilson initially yeah he like put his fingers in wilson's eyes and almost kind of blinded him for a bit wow and so wilson was basically just fighting off rangers that yeah, he couldn't left, see right and center yeah yeah um i don't know personally i thought the boots so like i kind of divided it up at least in my mind so that you the Buchnevich incident is one event and that was bad on its own and the panarin incident is a whole nother event right where yeah he, but this is just because panarin actually gets involved he's he's fighting he like yeah. when you when you get to like that he jumps stage, onto wilson exactly and like I'm not saying I believe in ragdolling in the NHL. I don't think that's, that's something that should happen ever. There's and no I don't place think, for it. Yeah, but I just don't think Wilson had to like with someone doing that to him. I don't think he has to 
necessarily like apologize or anything. Like if he, if he, if someone jumps on you, you're going to take him down. That, yeah. that just makes sense. And if you're stronger, well, that's don't jump on him. So I think he probably should, like, if you just look at the Buchnevich incident, I think you get it. You take him out for a game. I think you suspend him one game. So the next game against the Rangers, you don't have a line brawl to start it off. And then a 50 seconds into it, you have a fight with Tom Wilson. Like, yeah, <laughs> I think you just suspend him a game. Rangers, they'll probably still have a fight with the Capitals, but one kind of mellow it down a whole lot tone it down make it less big big of a deal rather than just leave it and the other thing too is um what was it just the like in theory because of wilson's history too you could suspend him like rest of the season just like prior to playoffs yeah just so that the rangers are a bit happier or whatnot and he has that history i think you can do that but yeah i think i think when the department of player safety was looking at this I don't know if they took into account the uh, like that clause for like uh, repeat offenders. Yeah. Well, do you think they have to? But like, yeah. Maybe they didn't think this. It was severe enough to to take that into account. Yeah. And then the funniest, personally, the funniest part about it was Bucinevich getting suspended the next game for that brutal cross track. Yeah. But, uh, I don't even think it was a cross check. It looked more like a like a slash, like a, like a deliberate jump sort of like, whack. Yeah. yeah, it was just weird. Yeah, um, but uh, then following that up in the aftermath of that, there's the uh, fining of the New York Rangers for speaking out against George Peros. I mean, it's like I'm I'm not a Dolan fan personally. The owner, I don't like him very much, especially because you know he owns the Knicks and he's just been considered a horrible owner. So when he said that, I was like, okay, it fits his character. I thought the worst part of that, like not even the finding, the finding, like, yeah, it might, might be a bit much, but I thought the worst part of that was him firing both Gordon and Davidson right afterwards. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think the firing of Gordon was the wrong move just because of how much Gordon has done for that team. Yeah. I mean, like, even if you, you're like, okay, we want to fire Gordon to bring in Drury because Drury has been, he was in, interviewed for the GM job in LA, I want to say, as well as Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, a former Ranger, okay, you like the guy, whatever, you bring him in, he's a great GM still, or hopefully will be. But Davidson too, both of them gone like that after ha- like what they've done for the team in the past few years since, because I don't know if you remember the uh, letter they released, the Rangers, yeah. to the fans, right? Yeah. Saying, okay, look, it's going to suck for a few years. We're going to rebuild. It's turned around already. Yeah. Like, even if they didn't make the playoffs this year, they're competing. And they're and, going out there and they're entertaining. And Panarin was out for a while too, right? Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, just the Rangers have been one of those teams this season that have just like, they've gotten a ton of publicity, but it's all been bad. Yeah, it really has been. Yeah. There's, like, I mean, there's the Panarin thing where, like, he had to step, di- like, he had to step aside, st- sort of step back from the game for a bit because he was worried about his family in Russia. Yeah. There's the, um, there's the D'Angelo thing, which we discussed in the last podcast, yeah. which is just stupid, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. there's this now. No, it's, it's ridiculous. I'm it's... not going to say it's as bad as the Coyotes. But it's almost there. <laughs> you're getting, you're trending towards there, just in yeah. terms of it. But like, I think with 
the team that they have, like Adam Fox has had an amazing year and their decor is very young and they're still quite a young team with Panarin signed for however many more years. Like you got to think that they will be able to maintain. Yeah. Fox is arguably one of the uh, front runners for the Norris at this point. Yeah. I mean, I like him a lot and he's like, he, the one thing with him is he surprised me on the defensive end. Cause you know, like you see him, he's short, he's small, whatever you can maneuver around that as a defenseman. You can have an active stick, you can do other things, but he was just known for being a puck mover, fluid skater, like a good offensive defenseman. Yeah. So to see him really step up his game and become the number one guy going up against opposing top lines, it's nice to see for yeah. sure. Yeah. There is like, there is a saying sort of just going back to the Rangers in general quickly, there is a saying that I heard a while ago. That's like, any publicity is good publicity because you're just yeah. getting your name out there. Yeah. But in this case, I disagree just because uh, the Rangers are arguably one of the biggest teams in the NHL just because of where they're based. And uh, I honestly don't know what the management is doing with them at this point because they have a decent team. Oh, yeah. No, that's the thing. Like, they have a good team. They're still young, though. Like, you got to give them, you got to take that into account. Their decor yeah. is like, you have Fox, you have Miller, you have Truba. Like, they're, these guys are still relatively young for the NHL and, like, definitely still needs to be some pieces. And the other thing, which Messier said, because Messier made a comment after the Wilson incident, and he was talking about um, how he has always wanted to be a part of the Rangers organization since he retired and how he'd helped the team and he's standing by and whatnot. But he said that they're small. And you don't, like... In the way the game's trending, you don't need to be big, but you need to have a guy that can step up to fight a guy like Tom Wilson, if need be, in those circumstances, but who can still play hockey? And I don't yeah. think Brendan Smith is that guy, you know? Yeah, like, look at the Montreal Canadiens, for example. They have Caulfield. They, um, so they have Caulfield, yeah. who I'm not sure how tall he is. I Like, last I heard, he was, like, five, seven, foot, five eight. seven. Yeah. I think around there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think his hockey DB page says he's he's five foot six, but I doubt that. Jeez. Uh, but um, so they have Cofield, but then they also have Weber. Yeah, and then they also have Anderson, and they yeah. have like they have they've added size for the first time in a while for the Habs, right? Yeah, and then like the Leafs have Robertson as like a new young sort of small forward, but then they also have Simmons and. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you have to have that balance, I think. And, like, you don't need the biggest team in the world. Don't get me wrong. Like, you look at Tampa, they're skilled. They're highly skilled. A lot of their guys are not fighters. But they do have, like, Pat Maroon, who's sitting there on the bottom six, or Alex Kalorn, who can, in theory, fight if need be. Like, those guys, they're not necessarily bad hockey players. They're just... They have a physical element that I feel like most teams will need, especially when you're going up against like a Tom Wilson or someone, someone in that kind of class, you know? Yeah. And I think like, if you're going to have the Tom Wilson's of the league stick around, you need to have people to like sort of combat that if player safety isn't going to combat that. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. Like that, that incident, I think if the Rangers are bigger, it gets handled and there's a lot less kind of, dilemma because it's a small small team small situation or small um not situation small players yeah you kind of like you see them blaming the nhl a bit more 
it's just interesting to see happen. Yeah. So I think we've kind of tired that out because what's been said is pretty much everything that's been said yeah. <laughs> about yeah. the incident. So uh, what do you want to talk about next? Because uh, we have a few more things to cover. I think we should go into the U18s that just happened. Yeah. Uh, the U18s, uh, that was an interesting tournament. I didn't get the chance to watch any of the games, but I was following Team Canada on their Instagram. Yeah, no, they were, it was like entertaining to see because there's a lot of guys that um, stepped up to play roles that maybe they wouldn't like be known for, I guess. So yeah. like, McTavish became a true leader, I think, and he, mm-hmm. he played really well as a two-way guy. He was given the captaincy strong. as well. Yeah, just while Shane Ray was out. Yeah, it was it was really nice to see. I like McTavish a lot, and Logan Stanko, and he had a surprising tournament. But of yeah. course, uh, with McTavish, um, yeah. with McTavish, like, uh, um, I'm a huge fan of a lot of the Peterborough Pete's players, just because, uh, like, Personal I'm living in Peterborough for most of the year now. Yeah. But uh, um, I've never actually had the chance to go see a game because I moved up there when, like, pretty much yeah. during this pandemic. Uh, but yeah, um, I think like, yeah, just seeing those players sort of succeed on the international level has been really cool. Yeah, and it was a great opportunity for a lot of guys who didn't really get a full season or had a season in, in Europe, but didn't really get to play. Like it was, it was a good opportunity for them to showcase their, their talent to scouts. And I mean, obviously like, I don't think we can talk about the U18s without talking about like Bedard, Michikov, and Wright because those three yeah. were just sensational. Like they looked in a whole Absolutely. different class almost. And yeah. It, and what, 15, 16 year olds? Like, yeah. Um, Mind boggling. I mean, Michikov has pretty much broken most of Obi's records in the like MHL yeah. already. Yeah. He's, he's insane. He's just so skilled and so talented it's going to be really fun that 2023 draft with him and bedard yeah and then i can't remember which draft right is in but uh 2022 2022 right yeah next year after this one whatever team drafts clark in this upcoming draft i want them to draft right as well i also want them to draft offman just so i can see those three on the same team again yeah yeah (laughs) just because um like the one play that's stayed in my mind since that Don Mills Flyers like championship win is the goal that won them that championship with uh, um, I think it was Clark from their own blue line up to Othman across to right and in. Yeah. Yeah. No, that team was, I, I was lucky enough to go see them. Like I think just once, just one game and it was Othman, Clark, Right, all these guys, and they had a, a few more picks in the OHL draft. A Curry and uh, yeah, I don't remember the other, but they were they were just fun to watch. And like, it's gonna be really nice to see whichever team lands those guys because I think all three can be effective, whether they're whether or not they're together. But I did hear something mm-hmm. about the Ottawa Senators going after Clark. Yeah, I mean, it's from Ottawa. I think you're like originally born there. He has an older brother in Yeah, the, Graham Clark is Yeah, Graham Clark. Yeah, he was drafted by the uh, yeah. Devils, he, was, right? he was drafted by the Devils, yeah. And yeah, so they got a 
I, I wouldn't hate picking Brant Clark by any means. I mean, I think the defensive prospects are looking nice as it is, but hey, it never hurts to have another one. That would be a very, very solid defensive core. Yeah, yeah, 100% agree with that. That would be, yeah. it would be phenomenal for me to watch. And I mean, after watching the Sense, especially the last few weeks, tear it up. They've been on a bit of a tear, yeah. It's it's exciting. It makes me really happy, and especially Stutzel Hattrick last night. I mean, McDavid probably overshadowed with the four points, I guess. But uh, yeah, <laughs> Stutzel Stutzel Hattrick. Yeah. Under the radar. Under the radar. I mean, the NHL posted something about it on their Instagram, but uh, yeah, yeah, under the yeah. radar in the sense it got overshadowed that night. Yeah. But, I'm, I was yeah. happy to see that, even even if one was just an empty netter. And yeah. That line was looking really good, and Pinto was playing well, so I'm happy about that. Yeah, I'm excited for the future of the Sens, even though I'm not a Sens fan. But uh, yeah. they're going to be they just look good, and I think I think this um, the upcoming World Championships too. I yeah. think a lot of the guys will end up going. Like hey, I know Shabbat wants to go because he wants to make the Olympic team next year. I think it'll be kind of like a prove me for a lot of guys. Yeah. So, or like, yeah, that Olympics is going to be really cool as well, just because, uh, like, yeah, like it'll be, yeah, David and Crosby on the same team and McKinnon for the first time, and And Matthews as well on the the US, yeah, and Chuck Brothers. Like, it'll just be a really entertaining tournament. That would be a great line, though, with uh, Matthew and Brady on the same line if they both get picked for the Olympic team. (laughs) You do that, like, Matthews or Eichel down the middle, just scary scary yeah um so uh i think the next thing we wanted to talk about was the uh uh the seattle draft or yeah sure yeah for sure um so i used that uh um sort of that um draft thing that they have on cap friendly yeah okay for this uh i'm I'm i don't know if they've updated it since uh like since the beginning of the season, because there are some players that are like currently retired. Yeah, I think they, um, I think there's like guys that are on IR and are essentially retired that they just haven't really taken off yet, but it's in theory they might be available. It'll be interesting though with the trades. Yeah, uh, like I did, I um, did this with uh, like some trades in mind that could be done just for Seattle yeah. to pick up some players. Um, so do you want to go first or should I? Uh, you go first because mine. Oh, actually, yeah, you go. You go. All I'm right. All... So uh, I do want to hear your opinion on some of these picks just because uh, I follow just the Leafs mostly just because they're my favorite team. And so I haven't really been following the stats of some of the players yeah, that I enough. ended up picking. But like, I do know some of the stuff about some of them. So, I mean, uh, I took uh, Michael Backlund from the uh, Calgary Flames just because I feel like they're going to be looking to get rid of one of their uh, sort of major players to shake up that core a bit because they didn't do, like, they're just not performing up to what they thought they would Yeah. Um, this past season. Yeah, I, I mean, personally, I had, I think I had a, Derek Ryan or, or Chris Tanev actually just because I like I can I see exactly what you mean I think they might have to trade 
too, to be honest. Yeah. Just because there's certain guys that are a bit more valued. Like, it's not worth just losing, you know. But, um, yeah, Backlund would be a tough loss. And I could definitely, if if they decide to go 4-4, four and four too, yeah. definitely could happen. Uh, then uh, from Chicago, I got uh, Brett Connolly, just because I feel like he's a solid piece that could be, like, yeah. middle six. Yeah, for sure. I think I had... Um, see who did i take i had oh i think i had riley stillman just because Connolly's a good pick too but i think stillman is uh i really like him that's all yeah that's all i just he, i'm like, a big fan i was going less for sort of uh rookies or younger players just because yeah. uh i don't know if that's what seattle will be uh looking for It'll be interesting to see yeah. for sure. Um, so from the Islanders, I took Casey Sezikis because he, if you look at his stats, he's one of the best faceoff men in the league. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's he just added like a certain kind of like the right attitude and the right kind of game that you want in the bottom six of your team mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. And just add that veteran leadership. I, 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 I like that pick a lot. Yeah. Definitely would have to agree there, yeah. And then uh, from Pittsburgh, I ended up taking Jared McCann just because uh, he's younger. Yeah. And uh, with all of the players that Pittsburgh has that they would need to protect, I don't think they could protect McCann. Oh, I, I could agree with that. I think the only other one that I could even like potentially see really is if they go defense, like maybe Matheson if they really like him, or um, the only other one really is Brandon Tanev if they yeah. decide to take McCann over him. But yeah, arguably you could take Matheson and put him on forward because he's not a good defenseman. If no. you look at his stats, he's just not. No, he's not. But yeah. he has like a he has that physical element and he he knows what he's doing, just can't really piece together. I don't know what yeah. it is about him. Yeah. Um then from the Jets, this one might be a controversial pick, but I took Adam Lowry. Oh I, I I don't know. I, I, I don't think the Jets can lose him. I think they love him too much. Yeah. It's, it, it'll be tough given who they have to protect. Like, I think they could definitely be one of the teams that makes a trade. Yeah. Um, just because, I mean, like, he's, I mean, he, he's such an instrumental piece to the bottom, uh, to the bottom. Bottom six? Six, yeah. yeah. Like as a third line, he just plays yeah. that role in the power penalty kill. Yeah, um, I took I took him for the same reason I took Sezikis, because they're both really good faceoff men. Yeah. Um, and then this one might also be another controversial pick. Uh, I took Luke Cunning from the National Predators because he's a yeah. young piece that uh, I'm not I sure if they could protect. And I think, yeah. like he's good. Yeah, no, I like him a lot too. I had him protected just because I think Nashville goes a different route. I like, I liked. This is this is the one team I've really struggled with. Just in who, what would what would they do? How would they do it? Um, and I I think they might leave Johansson and Duchesne unprotected. And this is because just they haven't lived up to expectations recently. And I think. Um, Mr. David Poyle is not very happy with their performances. So I think, and, and they both carry $8 million yeah. in cap hits. So I'm I not think, sure. I'm not sure if Seattle would take Duchesne though. 
No, no, not necessarily. Um, I mean, but if you can protect Coonan, and even if Duchesne's open, like, I don't think that's the worst call. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if they take, say, just Yakov Trenin, for example, because he's in the bottom, like, bottom group, he's still relatively young, or Cali Yancroak, or, like, there's going to be options up front for them. And I think that they could protect. Like, they could leave Duchesne or Johansson, and either they take him, which gives them $8 million cap space, or they they lose a key player like that. Yeah. Um I think like I think you're probably right there but uh um with uh with Cunning just uh I think if they wanted to uh keep uh Johansson yeah they would have to yeah. leave him open and uh, I feel like Johansson's just too key of a player. Yeah. For the, I know. For the it, National Predators. I really think that could go either way or they could even make a trade if need be. Like I I don't know what Poyle wants exactly, but I could definitely see something happening there. Something interesting. Right. Yeah. From Dallas, I took uh, Jason Dickinson. Yeah. That uh, just, was, I mean, I, I think he's got to be the guy open, right? Yeah. I think they have to leave him open because they have so many other players that uh, they would have to protect if mm-hmm. they want to keep, basically, if they want to stay in playoff contention. The only thing with Dickinson is an RFA too. So they would True. still have, um, like a bit of leeway in that sense. Like they wouldn't yeah. have to give up anything, but they would, they would be able to uh, potentially resign them if need be, even yeah. with an expiring contract. But I, I think Dickinson um, is definitely one of the guys they'll look at. I, I guess they have the talking period beforehand. So Alexiak maybe, cause he was been really key as a partner to Heiskanen. Yeah. But I think, because he's been so key as a partner to Heisken and they would want to keep him. Yeah, but I mean, like that, I, I agree with that fully. But uh, you think they make a trade or you think they just. I think they potentially make a trade, but I don't know what they have to trade if they want to, like, if they want to sort of keep. Yeah. Well, in I think, contention, as I was mentioning before. I think the thing with Alexiak is he's significantly less valuable when you take away that high quality defenseman with him like I think he could play a very good role with another defenseman like defensively and kind of act as a shutdown line but I think if you take that top guy away from him he becomes less valuable somewhat like uh, Mathod did with Carlson yeah But it, so I don't know what they'd have to give up but I think it'd be you know they, he would be a guy that yeah, or Seattle definitely has to look at. I think. Yeah. Um, if, if he's available. Yeah. So another controversial pick that I took, uh, Sammy Blay from uh, St. Louis, just because I haven't I haven't really been following St. Louis, but uh, from what I've seen, he's not been doing super well this season. Yeah. Like, it depends on. St. Louis is definitely, in my mind, a team that has to make a trade, just so they keep their their bot like their top four. Because I know they like Don a lot, and he is an RFA this year. But I think you have to like they have to try and make a trade to keep him. Yeah. And then up front, I mean, it it plays definitely a guy that 
could be open. But I think the one thing with him, I think uh, if he stays, he really likes him, I think. Yeah. So I, th- I think that would be interesting. But I could definitely see Blake going to Seattle too. Yeah. Uh, so um, from L.A., I had some trouble sort of picking a player to take. Uh, I ended yeah. up going with Austin Wagner. Yeah, no, I mean, I'd have to like... I yeah. I took him just because... Uh, like, there wasn't really anyone else to take from L.A. I mean, in theory, I assume the Kings kind of go Cal Peterson protect-wise. Yeah. So in theory, there's Quake, but... Mm, he hasn't can, been good enough for... Yeah. And he's, yeah. then that contract, like another, what, two, three years at 5.8. I mean, I guess you need Cap. Uh, the only other guy maybe like... A defenseman that's young, but yeah, I agree. There's not very many options. Wagner could definitely be a guy. Yeah, and sort of the same goes for Columbus because I wasn't really sure who to take from there because they like, I mean, they traded Savard. They uh, yeah, and um, like definitely in a good spot, I think. Yeah, so uh, I took Kevin Stenland just because he's young and he has room to grow. Fair, fair. That's that's not a bad pick. I mean. It's, it's got to be, like, he's got to be one of the top guys. Um, I think they might, they could go for uh, Kivlenskins if they think he's got potential, the 24-year-old goalie, or um, what's the other man? Uh, Dean Kukin. Yeah. He's, he's, I think, kind of played a decent role, but there's not, there's not many options from Columbus at all. Yeah, and... Uh... Again, the same sort of goes for my next pick from uh, from New Jersey. I took Yegor Sharangovich. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just because, it's, like, I mean, they would probably leave Subban open, I think. think yeah. But could, yeah. Um, but I don't know if uh, Seattle would want to take on both that contract and that personality. Yeah, I mean, it ends, I think, next year, I want to say. So it's not a horrible... Like if because they're gonna have probably a ton of cap space, but I do agree. It's like New Jersey kind of looks short-staffed. I mean, in theory, they could go for like Siegenthaler if he's available. He's young. Like it depends which route to. Yeah, but Siegenthaler hasn't really been super good this season. No, no. I don't. I don't think. Uh, like from last I heard, he wasn't doing super well. Yeah, I and think it's Sharon just... Govich was. So. Yeah, Sharon Govich has been good, but I mean, maybe they go. Maybe they decide, oh, make a trade just to protect Sharon Govich. I don't know. I don't think so, but yeah. who knows what New Jersey thinks at this point. Yeah. Um, so from, yeah. So from uh, the Leafs next, I took uh, Nick Patan just because I feel like he, like he needs a fresh start on a new team that will actually get him into the lineup. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, personally, I think they go for Justin Hall. Unless the Leafs trade, obviously. Yeah. Um, they like him, McDermott, or uh, not McDermott, Dermott yeah. could also be another one I could see go just because, you know, young guys, they got or like relatively young for Dermott. But I could see Dermott go just because the Leafs need to open a spot in the lineup for Sandine. Yeah. And like the Leafs would like that. I mean, yeah. You look at the guys that have had good years. Adam Brooks. I don't think he necessarily qualifies. I don't think Brooks qualifies, but um, no. the reason I took Patan is just because 
Um, I do know the Leafs have a history of um, trading players to get them better ice time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's no, what they I did mean. with Levo. It's what they did with uh, Barabanov. It's what they did with um, uh, Lettinen. Yeah, it's just the needs of Seattle, right? Whatever route yeah. they kind of want to go and who, which other pieces they pick yeah. up. But I think so I, I feel like if the Leafs make a trade, yeah, it will be Patan going to Seattle with some other stuff. See that for sure. For sure. Yeah. And then uh from New York I took Colin Blackwell just because he has been playing pretty decently this season. Yeah, he's had a great year. I could I I had um Goche just because I think Goche's been like I like his potential just as a player. He's a big big winger, still yeah. relatively young and twenty three. Like you yeah, got I don't I don't think like as we were discussing earlier, like New York needs to get bigger as well. Yeah. And I don't think if they have a big young winger in um, Gautier, I don't think they give him up. Yeah, it's just, but it's just who else? Like they, they have other guys that they need to protect, I think. Yeah. That's the only thing. Like I think they go Howden and Heedle over Gautier, which is why it leaves him up. But like, I don't know. It could be, you're right. Like Jury could take a whole different approach to have his opinions about how how the Rangers have been and who's been playing well for them. Yeah. Uh, And then for the Wild, there wasn't really anyone to take um, that I didn't think would be protected. Uh, I think think the Wild trade. I really think the Wild trade. Yeah, I think the Wild trade because, like, I could see them getting rid of Dumba, but not for a whole, like, not not unless there's a whole ton of stuff. Yeah. Coming back, so I went with Nico Sturm just because he's young yeah. and he has potential. I've liked him a lot this year. He's been good. Um, I think I had uh, who was it? I had oh, I had either Carson Susi because he's good on the back end once again, relatively young, and he's got a bit of term and cheap, or because I think he could develop into a nice kind of shutdown number four or five defenseman. Or they mm-hmm. go like Foligno, who's had a really good year, or even Hartman, just because. Well, I love Hartman; he's great. Yeah, but but Hartman just signed a new contract with uh, yeah the Wild. But I mean, so. it just depends on what they're willing to give up to in a trade. I think. Yeah, and then Protect. my my last two forwards that I picked were Daniel Sprong from the Capitals and Dylan Gambrell from the Sharks, just because yeah. they're both young, they both have potential. And I think they're. I agree with you. I think they're both going to be unprotected. I think yeah. the the Caps could lose a defenseman though. Just be, it depends on Seattle, obviously. But they have a lot of guys that are are signed with term, and Seattle likes one of them. Could definitely see them going for it. But the Sharks, yeah, yeah Kimbrell, if he's available, I think they definitely go for him because it's yeah. just he's got he's still got that potential as a young young guy. Yeah. And then uh, for the defenseman, I took nine defensemen. I uh, um. I started thinking a bit more for the defenseman with uh, sort of the idea of helping teams out a bit. Yeah, like a so, kind of flip guys like Vegas. Yeah, did. so like I took uh, Danny DeKaiser from uh, the Detroit Red Wings. Oh, yeah. Shane Gostisbehere from the Flyers. Okay. Jake Gardner from the Hurricanes because he's basically been played out of the lineup at that point, like at this point. Yeah. Um, I took Colin Miller from the Sabres, Ben Chirot from... Uh, the Jets. Uh, the, uh, no, the Habs. From the Habs. 
Eric Cernak from the Lightning, Hayden Fleury from the Ducks, Connor Clifton from the Bruins, and Caleb Jones from the Oilers. It's a good, good group. I, I, the only thing, like, there's a few names that I personally thought would either be protected or the teams would make trades to protect those guys. So, like, Cernak, I don't, I don't, like, I could see it happening just based on who Tampa has, but I, I think they have to, like, he's going to be an instrumental part for the team moving forward. Yeah. Um, I think um, the ones where I was sort of really thinking about uh, would they make trades to get rid of this guy or would they leave him unprotected were DeKaiser, Gostaspair, and Gardner. Yeah. I mean, Gardner, I think he's got to be unprotected. And I don't think they trade for him because they have, they have um, Eshi and Ian that they have to worry about just on yeah. defense because they'll probably be unprotected if they go seven and three. Yeah. But, uh, and then Detroit, yeah, DeKaiser, I could definitely see him going. It, it depends on, once again, who they protect, but he's definitely another guy that could go. And uh, who was the last one you said? Uh, Connor Clifton and Caleb Jones. I like the Clifton pick a lot. I like Clifton a lot, and it, it, it definitely could happen unless they want to go for a different guy or whoever, or maybe uh, – Hall if they can negotiate something, but Jones I definitely see too. I think yeah, Jones. I um, I guy. originally had uh, I originally had them taking Craig Smith from Boston, but uh, I'm like now I'm not sure really because he's yeah, he's been good, but I don't know if he'd be yeah. good. It, it'd be like, tough because yeah. he, he kind of fits the Boston scheme, and he, he doesn't he's not going to be the guy that necessarily creates for that line, right? Yeah, he's gonna be the guy that kind of does the dirty work, does the little things that help out the rest of the, like Krejci and Hall moving yeah. forward. So it'll, I think it's all like very, I mean, this is very hypothetical, right? Like, yeah, who knows what? I mean, it's coming up in a couple thinking. months, but uh, yeah, it's definitely you have a better idea now than at the start of the year. Yeah, and then uh, I took five goaltenders just because there were five teams left. Fair enough. Uh, I took Braden Holpe from. Uh, the uh, Vancouver Canucks, just because they're going to be protecting Thatcher Demko. No doubt. No doubt. And even if he's had a tough year, that's... That's uh, a Stanley Cup winning goaltender. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. could definitely see that for sure. Yeah. I took Antti Ranta from the Arizona Coyotes, just because they're going to have to protect one of Ranta or Kemper. Yeah. The only thing with Ranta is they'll definitely have to negotiate a deal. Yeah. But even if it's not Ranta, I could also see them very well taking Aiden Hill just because yeah. he's, he's really stepped up and he's got a lot of potential because of, of his frame. Yeah. He's only 24 years old still. Yeah. I mean, uh, if the NHL video games are to, belie- are to be believed, which they aren't, uh, Aiden Hill went up from a uh, low backup potential to a medium starter between oh. NHL 20 and NHL 21. I don't know that. I like that a lot, though. Yeah. Good. That's good. I like yeah. to see that. Um. So next, I took Pavel Francouz from uh, the Avalanche, just because he's had a good season. I don't. I don't know if his season uh, this past he's, year has been very good, but he's been injured pretty much all yeah. year, I think. But yeah, yeah. But like last year, he was good, and I think with uh, um, just the performance of the other goalies from yeah. Colorado, I don't like. I don't think they really need him anymore. Yeah, no, I don't think so either. And I mean, 
I think the one thing there is just to look for is that Colorado is probably going to have to make a trade, and depending on that, it'll definitely influence who they draft. Yeah. And then uh, this one was pretty much a given. Chris Drieger from the Florida Panthers, just it's because he's going to be asking for way too much money from the Panthers. You think so? Yeah. And just because he's proven himself to be a starting caliber goaltender. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's I don't... I'm not much of a Drieger fan personally. He was a former Sen that decided to be good in Florida, but okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think, I mean, I don't think the Panthers even are necessarily planning to re-sign him upon free agency, even if they could. I mean, obviously, if they could, they probably would, but um, Spencer Knight has looked good early, I think. Yeah. And then my next pick, you won't be a fan of at all. Philip Gustafson from the Ottawa Senators. Oh, God. Yeah, I like... That's what the discussion's been about. I mean, I think you have to go for Murray just because you traded for him and you kind of expect him to be the next goalie long-term. But Gustafson, he's looked so good. Can't get rid of him. Can't get rid of him. I don't know. I I think they got to. I, I, uh, I want them to make a trade if Gustafson's in jeopardy. That's yeah, all. that's me. Personally. But who would they trade? They don't have anyone of value just, except oh, for they have like tons yeah. of the prospects, prospects, yeah. or picks even. Yeah, picks. So they they'd find figure something out, I think. And I don't think because Gustafson's only played what like six games ish. I, I don't think, think so. It yeah, cost too too much either. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's the list that I um created of players taken. Yeah. Uh, so uh, what about you? What does your list look like? Um, I so I don't have a list in particular, but I kind of I can basically just go through teams briefly and and kind of say a guy or two that I think might go sure. if that works. Let's do that. Okay. Um, for the Ducks, I'm I'm gonna go with Hayden Flurry or Jacob Larson potentially because I think okay. they go. They could. It depends on which route they go or who they protect, but I think both those guys could be valuable in the future and in the long term. Yeah, Fleury is who I went with. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think they. Um, I think Seattle. This this team is based off Seattle going right young. Yeah. Rather than trying to mimic Vegas. Um, Arizona. I think they go Aiden Hill. That's just me personally. He's 24, so it gives him some yeah. time to grow. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They have they have young. This is not really taking trades into consideration, but somewhat as well, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Boston, I think they go Clifton, Lazon, or they take a chance and go like Taylor Hall or Trent Frederick. Even is relatively young. I don't know if they would leave Taylor Hall unprotected though. I don't know if they would, but they have. Like if if he's not protected, then you have um, Ash or Case, Andres Case that could go. Andre Andre Kasha. Kasha, yes. Kasha, yeah. Kasha, and um, it just depends on what Vegas is looking for at that stage. Um, and then Buffalo it was a tough one. Maybe Anders Bjork, but I think they go for a defenseman because I think McCabe or Yokoharu. Or even Colin Miller, if they wanted. I went with Colin Miller, unprotected. but uh, I could see Yokoharu yeah. or McCabe, yeah. If um, it just depends on who they go for. and If they went for Anders Bjork, then Buffalo would have gotten 
pretty much nothing out of that uh, Taylor Hall, Taylor Hall deal. Round pick. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that would be tough. Um, the Flames, I think they go for a defenseman, whether it's they leave someone unprotected, they make a trade, I still think probably uh, Oliver Shillington or like a Giordano, Tanner, depending on who they leave. It just kind of depends. Like it's it's tough to make it to make picks with with trades in mind. Um, from Carolina, it was Brock McGinn, though. I think I think yeah, because they have uh, or Nedeljkovic. Yeah, really good. But uh, they have. I think they make a trade to protect some of their defensemen, like Bean and Pesci. But I think McGinn will probably be the guy that they end up going for. Just kind of depends. Like, ah, it's tough. And then, uh, here, I'll just list off a couple because, I don't know. I said Stillman for Chicago. Um, Colorado, I think Tyson Jost maybe will get a chance for a fresh start. Because he's, you know. Yeah, he's needed a fresh start for a bit just because he's been pushed down the lineup. Yeah, and Colorado is really talented, right? Like, yeah. There's not much you can do. Um, Columbus. I don't even know if it's worth saying. <laughs> Maybe uh, Dean Kukin or someone like that. Uh, yeah. Dallas, I have to agree with Dickinson, I think. I think he's the guy that goes. Unless they want Kudobin, but yeah, they have options. And then, you know, here, I'll just do a couple more that I think could be interesting. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, okay, let's see. I think Florida could be interesting. I think there's going to be a defenseman that they could they could snag, like Nudavaro maybe, or um, Drager for sure. Uh, if he's willing to sign a contract with them, I think. Let's see. The Habs are an interesting one because if they because they have that time frame right where they can talk to players. Yeah. Like free agents, so I think they could get someone like, uh, you know, maybe they go young, maybe they go Kale Fleury if yeah. he's eligible, which I don't know if he is, or maybe they go John Merrill or Jake Allen because of his great year. Um, I like. I think um, so. This was mentioned in another podcast I was listening to, but uh, um, mm-hmm. When Vegas joined the league, they um, they basically became a team. They sent in their last payment to become a team just before the trade deadline. So they were able to participate in the trade deadline as a team. Uh, oh, really? Seattle didn't do that. So they missed out on that. Well, I don't know if – I don't think Vegas made any trades. In I mean, they did, I though. Did. They, um, they made trades behind the scenes with, like, picks and stuff like that. For the upcoming draft? Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. But, um, yeah, no, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think Seattle, I think, like, I, I have enough faith in Ron Francis that I think they, uh, they'll be smart about it. I don't think they go for the same approach as Vegas did. Like, obviously, they need to put a team together, but I think they, they, they're not going to try and win right off the bat. I think they're going to go a little bit younger, obviously take some risks, but make some trades and, and kind of build like a, a solid team from the found up, uh, from the ground up, and I think they they can do that. But it'll be interesting to see how they go about it this off season for sure. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so that just reminded me of an article I read a while ago in like the Seattle Times or something like that. 
mm-hmm. where it was it was an entirely fictional article. Yeah. Basically, um, writing as though the team in Seattle had uh, just won the Stanley Cup and was looking back on the years that were from their like from their entrance into the league. Wow. And it was so like. Of course, it was biased because it, it was written in the Seattle Times. Yeah. But it was so like, um, it was so based on sort of what the idea of the team was back in like uh, um, 2019 or something like that when the team was first announced. Yeah. Uh, so it was like instead of the Seattle Kraken, it was the, like it was the Seattle Sockeye. It was uh, oh, all geez. that stuff that was, people originally thought it was going to be. Yeah. And. Um, like the whole sort of storyline was the team had beaten the Toronto Maple Leafs on home ice in game seven of the Stanley Cup finals. <laughs> like seven Love years from it. now. Love to see it. <laughs> yeah. That's great. That's, I, I, I'd love to see that article actually. It sounds really Yeah. It was like, it was so stupid, but it just made me laugh because like, yeah. What's the point of speculating at like that point before the team even exists? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's, it seems kind of ridiculous. Like, at that at point, it's time. literally just fiction. Yeah, but it's so interesting to read still, especially yeah. now that it's kind of starting to happen. Yeah, I can send you the link to that article if you want. <laughs> yeah, sure. That would be great. Um. Then yeah, I guess the only thing left really is it's playoffs. Yeah. So uh what do you want to talk about about the playoffs? Just because they are coming up quickly. There's like I know in the Leafs schedule there are only like three games left. Yeah. There's yeah. only three games. They're they're approaching real fast. Um I mean I was just gonna I think we should talk about just like uh who do we who do we like going into the playoffs and who do we think we might like might go far. Yeah. I don't know. Like, of course, I want to see my Leafs win. Yeah. But uh, I don't know really. Like, of course, I feel like the Leafs are going to make it out of the North Division uh, sort of Fair enough. playoffs just uh, because they have to face two Canadian teams before they face any of the American teams. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they are like they have proven themselves to be the best team in Canada. I, th- I think so. I mean, I, for me personally, I think. Leafs have is just because of the rivalry will be an interesting series. But on top of that, I think it will be a close series because of that, that rivalry that's been formulated for so long. And it just kind of makes players want to win more. And it gives them a, a stronger desire to win. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think that'll be a good series. I, I have Toronto and seven there. Yeah. Personally. But um, then I think Edmonton is the team to watch because no matter whether they lack depth, whatever, it's McDavid. Yeah, you, just you have McDavid and Drysaddle, and you have yeah. Mike Smith playing out of his mind. Yeah, like if that can carry over, and even if Mike Smith fails, you still have Miko Koskinen and it's not an amazing, but a decent enough backup, right? Yeah. So I and think Edmonton's dangerous for the least person. Yeah, I'm like I'm honestly kind of glad the Sens like were really bad this season, just because uh, the Leafs and Sens always tend to play each other. Like uh, the the Sens always tend to play the Leafs like 
it's game seven of the Stanley Cup finals. Yeah. Yeah. And well, yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. Nice for me to see at least, but I think that could be the same with the Hab series. That's, that's yeah. the one thing I, I yeah. worry about. At least. Do you know when oh. Carey Price is going to be coming back? Because uh, I know he's been out with a concussion and yeah. I think he might be like, I think if he comes back for that series, he's he's going to be the difference maker for the uh, Habs. Definitely could be. I mean, Allen hasn't been as good recently, too, right? But uh, I think I think he's been skating, and I assume he'll be back. I think a lot of teams have kind of put guys aside, not necessarily aside like tell them not to play, but just tell them they're injured a little bit longer than they they yeah. are. Just so with uh, like Hab. with Anderson and the Leafs. Uh, yeah. Did you see that thing where uh, they sent him? They sent Anderson down to the minors to play half a game for the Marlies, just to like get back up to just speed. To get him back and up. he let in a goal within the first minute. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a tough one. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's too bad to see, but he'll he'll be back. And I mean, even if he's not performing, Campbell will. I think so. I think yeah. the Leafs are in a good spot in that sense. Yeah. The thing about that though is. Uh, because Anderson is now off of IR, mm-hmm. they had to sit Sandine because otherwise they would have been uh, over the cap. Yeah, no, that's the thing. Like, that's why the Leafs were gonna wait right till the end. You could yeah. they're gonna wait just just so that they could um, just so that they could bring him in and save cap room. Yeah, which honestly is some cap magic just from yeah. the yeah. Leafs, but. Uh... No, there's, there's a lot a, of teams have been doing that this year. Yeah, um, Tampa's been another one with Kucherov. Yeah, they'll be back. They'll be back. Um, the one I think division that's the most interesting is is the Pittsburgh Boston Islanders Capitals. Yeah, that is that Islanders Capital series because that's what it's looking like right now. The Islanders versus the Capitals. Yeah, yeah. that will be probably like, that will be a terrific series. Mm-hmm. No, and uh, I mean it's it's going to be really great too, just because the it's almost offense versus defense, right? They're like you have yeah. Barry Trotz with his beautifully implemented defensive systems, and the, and the Islanders team that works it to a T. Yeah, and then you have Sorokin in that the yeah. Islanders, mm-hmm. and then you and... go up against Washington with Ovechkin. Back. Yeah, Kuzma and and you also have uh, like you also have. Well, Man, you have you have two rookie goal like you have yeah. two rookie goaltenders facing off of each, facing yeah. off against each other with Sorokin versus uh, Vanacek. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, not just Vanacek, but uh, who, who's the other guy in that for uh... Samsonov? Oh yeah, Samsonov. Yeah, because they're both rookies. Mm-hmm. It's it's going to be a good series. I I think if the Islanders win that one, but I don't think the Islanders make it past that. That's yeah. just me. But it'll be a close series either way. Yeah. Um, Pittsburgh, Boston, too. That'll be good. That that's going to be entertaining. I think Boston can surprise, even if they haven't had the best of years. Yeah. But um, no, that that's a good one. And then I'm really excited for Florida, Tampa. Yeah, that that should be an amazing series as well, just because it's both Florida teams. <laughs> yeah, and they're both good. And yeah. like, I think Florida. I, I, I have Tampa for sure, but I think Florida could upset. But uh, out of that group, I think I have Carolina making the conference finals. I wouldn't be surprised if Carolina wins the cup this year. Yeah, 
They're good. They're I really think, good. I think they've pretty much locked in the President's Trophy as well. Yeah, I believe so. And the, I think the one concerning thing is the Slavin injury because he just got injured. Yeah. And uh, Nijelkovic was uh, like a very big surprise for that team. And I think a welcome yeah. surprise as well. Yeah. And I mean, their goaltending has lived up to expectations, but they, their team's just right. Their forwards are producing throughout the lineup. Their defense gets involved in the offense and are just probably the best defensive group in the league. Like, it's it's a really good team, fun team to watch, too. Yeah. Um, so, I think uh, – should we go through the rest of the league or uh... – Yeah, well, it's I think just... we pretty much need to at this point because we're yeah. talking about it. But, we got uh... the two. Toronto, we talked about. Edmonton, we talked about. I think it's really just um, – to Vegas, St. Louis, Wild, and um, Avs. Yeah. That's going to be a good – that's another good group, I think. Yeah, I think um, if uh, if Kaprizov can uh, basically keep up that pace that he's been on throughout this entire season uh, into the playoffs, I think yeah. the Wild have a chance against the Avs, but I think the Avs win that series. Yeah, the Avs have got it. I mean, the Avs haven't been – like, kind of expect them to be even better than they have been. And 65 points, that's not a bad year yeah, at all. But you just expect them, like, to be really up there. So I think the Avs could turn it on, but they, they definitely could lose it. And their, their defense, phenomenal. Like, Gerard, Taze, Makar, even Graves has been good. Like, that, yeah. that group is really good and really offensively involved and just good at moving the puck forward. Yeah. I feel like if there are two teams that like, I mean, uh, I'm of the opinion that the Leafs deserve the cup, but uh, if there are two teams that I think have really, really earned it this season, it's the Hurricanes and the Avs. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, like, They've just worked hard, and they've they've had good enough teams in the past, and I'd I'd like to see that series happen. But those yeah. are I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see who ends up making it because I think a lot of these teams could really go far. Yeah, and uh, Vegas and St. Louis. Uh, I think Vegas has this in the bag. This yeah, series. pretty much. I mean, the one thing with St. Louis is they have the experience, right? They have have a good coach but just the way they played i don't think there's any chance based yeah. off this year based off yeah. this year but i think external factors could play in. who knows yeah. uh and what about the central division what i can't remember what teams are making in the central central uh is that the carolina nashville florida tampa no that that would be the atlantic wouldn't it well they uh, changed all the names up yeah uh no so uh that's the south division the east is Pittsburgh, Boston, Islanders, Caps. Yeah. And the north yeah. is obviously Canada. And then so the I'm talking is... about uh, the central, which would be uh, – I'm just looking at the standings here. So we have the Scotia North, which is Toronto, Edmonton, Winnipeg, Montreal. Uh, the Discover Central, which is Carolina, Florida, Tampa, Nashville. Mm-hmm. Uh Yeah, I think in that series, anyway, Car- Carolina, Nashville, I think uh, 
Carolina has that in the bag just because Nashville yeah, yeah. is yeah for the most part yeah uh, then the Honda West which is uh, Vegas Colorado Minnesota St Louis yeah Mass Mutual East which is Pittsburgh Washington Boston New York Islanders yeah yeah so I think we have everything covered pretty much yeah for sure is there anything else I wanted to discuss or uh... I think that's good for the most part I mean I can't think of anything off the top of my head really. No, no. I'm, we I'm are good. we are an hour and fourteen minutes into this show, so yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think if you want to end it off here, we can. Uh, probably in future episodes, we would do like viewer questions or whatever. Uh, at yeah. some point yeah. at the end of the show, but uh, um, we don't have any viewer questions to do right now. So, <laughs> right, yeah. Um, so I think. Uh, that's where we'll end it off. Yeah. Uh, right. Uh, thanks for uh, coming by and uh, listening to the show, everyone. And have a great rest of your week or whatever until the next show. <laughs> and, and hopefully we'll see you before the playoffs. Hopefully we will. Yeah. yeah. If we can all, if we can both find uh, some extra time to record the next episode anyway. Right. See you all next time.